Up and Adam in the morning lives here. Your home for Up and Adam in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel on the phone. Mr. John Lindsay, meteorologist, PG&E, friend of the show. John, how are you, my friend? Hey, good morning, Adam. Good morning to all your listeners, and especially good morning to you. I I'm, I'm hope you're doing great. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for being uh, on the show and carving some time out for us. I always appreciate it. Hey, I really appreciate uh, being able to go on your show, Adam. So uh, I've been so thank, curious. Thank you for inviting me, and it's great to be here. Uh, I've been so curious. This wind. I mean, look, I, I got allergies normally, and I know there's certain times of year, and but it feels like it has been windy for like two months straight. What is going on with the wind? Sure. So uh, having strong the gale force northwesterly winds during the spring is pretty typical along the central coast. Um, but this year, uh, just looking at, at the data from the Met Tower at Diablo Canyon, um, so far, as of June the 2nd, um, we've seen about roughly 35 days out of the last 55 days that we've seen northwesterly winds gusting over 40 miles per hour along the coastline. Wow. And I've never seen such a, a long streak of, of those types of winds ever, even during spring. And the water temperatures, seawater temperatures reflect that. I mean, if you, you know, those northwesterly winds produce a lot of upwelling. In turn, you're, you're bringing up a lot of cold and clear water to the, to the ocean on the immediate shoreline. And we've seen water temperatures getting down to about 47 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Wow. Off of Northern California, um, I saw some 45 and 46 degree water temperatures. So cold indeed with all these northwesterly winds have really produced a, a tremendous amount of upwelling. And I would suspect that this year is going to be a really big kelp year for uh, California giant kelp, macrocystis, and California bull kelp, um, nereocystis. You know, macrocystis, it's hard to believe when you get these sunny days along the shoreline with this much wind and this much upwelling, will actually grow about 24 inches in one day, about two feet wow, in one dang. day. Wow, dang. Actually, Adam, I, I, no kidding. I think you can go out there and you could almost see it grow. Yeah. Maybe kind of like a, you know, like an hour hand on a clock. Just wow. Really ticking away. So yeah. pretty, pretty remarkable. So are these, are the, the winds something that you can, I know I've heard you forecast them. Do you know how long they last? Or, I mean, do we know, are we out of it yet i mean i know it's, i feel like it's going to be hot we'll talk to you about how the summer's going to look next but as far as just these winds do you or is it just like well, well they're here now it's it's now a windy place all the time no i i, I think um well of course during during the summer months you know june 21st um is the first day of summer what happens is the storm track goes way way to the north generally speaking and even though um, we haven't had fact this is the driest year. This, this is the, the start of the driest year on record. Cal Poly, since January the 1st, has only recorded 1.5 inches of rainfall, Adam. And the previous record was 1972, which recorded 2.72 inches. So we're, we're half of that. I, I'm, none of us have seen such a, a dry start to the year. So even though these cold fronts haven't produced any rain, they do produce steep pressure gradients and consequently those strong northwesterly winds. What happens in summer, 
um, those cold fronts, even the dry cold fronts, no longer um, transition over our area. Consequently, you don't get those really massive, strong pressure gradients and the northwesterly winds tend to decrease somewhat. You still get them in the afternoon hours is what happens. The great central valley of, or the central valley of California, it warms. And when it warms, the, the air expands and it creates a, not a dynamic low, but a static low. And then off our coastline, we have the eastern Pacific high. And so nature never likes anything out of balance. And so consequently, you have the area of high pressure over the Pacific and an area of low pressure over the Central Valley. And then consequently, you have all the winds blowing, trying to even out those pressure gradients. And so even though it's summer, you, you still do get uh, periods of, of strong the gale force north, northwesterly winds. Just generally not as strong as you would see in, in spring, Adam. Right. And of right. course, as you get in the fall, and you know, fall you start developing those Santa Lucia northeasterly winds. Right. The area of high pressure develops over the Great Basin, and then hopefully in winter, keep your fingers crossed, we'll start getting those cold fronts coming down out of the Gulf of Alaska. The storms coming out of the Gulf of Alaska, and you get a lot of prefrontal winds, a lot of southeasterly winds. So to answer your question. Yes, we'll, we'll see those northwesterly winds not as strong this summer, and i am really got my fingers crossed that we'll get some rain starting in October, November. And then the third point is, yes, this is the windiest spring I've ever seen before. Unbelievable, I know. We're going to come back with John Lindsay. We're going to talk about the summer specifically if we're in for a hot one. And more. John Lindsay, PGE meteorologist, is up and Adam in the morning. You're home for up and Adam in the morning. It's the crush 92.5 Adam Montiel. John Lindsay is up and Adam in the morning. Now, John, thanks for hanging on with me. How are you, my man? I'm doing great, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I know you're doing well, too. Well, listen, I got these two things before we let you go. Um, one is I want to talk about the summer. You know, we're going to be broadcasting at the fair every day, and I'm always curious what that kind of fair forecast has in store. Is it too early to tell? Do we know if we're going to have like an Africa hot, crazy summer? Yeah, so... So it's, it's a La Nina year, um, and, and a, right now, a moderate to strong La Nina. And generally speaking, when you have that type of condition develop, you've got the strong trade winds uh, blowing towards Hawaii, which causes upwelling, and you've got the strong northwesterly winds along our coastline. So I, I think at this point, I think we'll see below average temperatures along the immediate coastline, but up in the North County in Paso Robles, the Climate Prediction Center is indicating above average temperatures, about a 30% chance of above average temperatures uh, for the North County and many of the coastal valleys uh, for July, actually for June, July, and August. So it does appear that we'll have warmer than typical temperatures for the Mid-State Fair this year. There you go. Man, I was hoping. I kind of knew because it's like you, we've been on the phone with you several times throughout and we knew this was a La Nina but I just had a feeling, but there you go. Can't yeah. say I'm thrilled about it. But. Hey, and, and Adam, you, you never know. I, I, I mean, um, you know, I was talking about how it's the driest start of the year of, of all time. I wouldn't be surprised at, at all to maybe see the North American monsoon be pretty active this year. And, and of course, when that occurs, I mean, that can produce, you know, good, good amounts of rain in, in July and August and, and September. A few years ago, you might remember this, that the Mid-State Fair was perhaps going to be delayed because we had 3.5 inches. 
I think two days before the fair was supposed to start. I remember that it got flooded right by like that Mission Square stage where we broadcast. It was pretty gnarly. They had to do like a lot of water, you know, mitigation, and they cleaned it up in time. But yeah, no, it was a really big deal. It was a yeah, really big gee, deal. So Adam, you never know, or, you right? never Especially know. In a long-term forecast, but. But right now, the, the long-range models are indicating above-average temperatures. Your most recent article, uh, A National Hero, you are the best part of the Tribune, by the way, I will say. You are my most favorite piece uh, to enjoy of the Tribune. A National Hero, Navy sailors swam through shark-infested waters to rescue 24 crewmen. I've always loved your writing. You did a great job with this story. Uh, explain this a bit, because it is a really special story that I hope people check out. Yeah, well, well, thank you, Adam. I, I really do appreciate that. So I, I started out, I was a search and rescue swimmer in, in the Navy. So I, I got a real appreciation that actually saving somebody from the water, after you do so, you're pretty much exhausted. It, it's, it's probably the most physically demanding thing I've ever done before, and I'm sure it is for everybody else. And uh, back in World War II, uh, there was a, a petty officer first class. Uh, his name was Charles Jackson French, and he was an African-American. And uh, he was from uh, Arkansas, who learned to swim in the Red River at age eight. And uh, French first enlisted uh, in the Navy in 1937, um, immediately after the Japanese uh, attacked Pearl Harbor. And uh, according to a story, um, Basically, he swam through shark-infested waters, towing to safety a raft load of wounded seamen from the USS Gregory, sunk by a Japanese naval gunfire near uh, Guadalcanal. So a couple of witnesses there said, hey, you know, here's this raft, 24 wounded sailors on, on board, and the currents were pushing them towards shore. And the shore were occupied by Japanese and if you knew anything about history, if you're taking a POW, prisoner of war, by the Japanese in World War II, your rate of survival was pretty low, if hardly non-existent. He volunteered to do this, and, and they said, you know, you'll probably be eaten by sharks if you do this. And he went ahead and did it anyway. So what they did was they tied, tied a rope around his waist to the raft, and he swam all night between six or eight hours until they were eventually saved by a landing craft. And I don't know if any human being could, could do that, to carry that type of load across the water for that many hours. It was probably one of the greatest feats of, of swimming um, known. In, in fact, uh, they inducted him into the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> not many can say they pulled a raft full of 24 injured sailors through shark-infested ocean at night and away from the Japanese capture. So what an incredible story. Yeah, so I encourage people to go read it, but gosh, listening to you tell it was, was really, really special. Well, I love it, man. Um, uh, everything else been good, huh? Yeah, everything's great. Um, you know, hey, uh, my wife is happy and <laughs> kind of the old saying, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> right, Adam? So, so yeah, we're, our, our family's doing great, and... Uh, you know, it, it's nice to see things kind of getting back to normal at, after over the last two years. Yeah, and, indeed. Uh, yeah, and, and it's great to see the Mid-State Fair and, and the shows. Oh, yeah. And again, I mean, that was a, you know, it's great. It's great to see that, Adam. We're looking forward and, to uh, it. Yeah. yeah and, and you do such a wonderful job introducing, you know, the, the people in the main stage. It's always, it's always oh. fun to watch that. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to get out there. We we got like our mac and cheese fest coming up. Like events are just in full swing. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty exciting. So, um, I look forward to chatting with you all the time on the show. Make sure you jump back on again anytime. John Lindsay's PG&E meteorologist always breaking us down with you know some great chat on um just the the weather, the why, all of it. So, John, thank you so much again, man, for being up and at him in the morning. Really appreciate you. Hey, and it's like I said before, it's wonderful to be on on your show. You do a great job, Adams. It's a real treasure for the Central Coast. So thank you so much. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Fresh 92.5, the perfect blend.